everyone, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 48, Office Podcast Party, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Pretty darn good. Pretty good. It's, an, it's uh, a nice and breezy Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I never thought we'd record this week because of all the mishaps we've been having. So but look at us mishaps. now. Yes, we're here. We're doing an episode uh, because uh, I don't. I don't know why we've we've told ourselves we're going to record an episode each week, and that's what we're doing. Okay, that's because we believe in ourselves. That's better than most podcasts, right? Right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, it's all about w- one thing. I've learned it's 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 consistency. Okay, stick to itiveness. Yes, getting these episodes out. At a at a at a certain day each week. That's what I'm trying. A timely to do. manner. Timely. Okay, and that's what we're here to give you is content. And, <laughs> and I would like to welcome all new listeners who are discovering us through the TalkFilmSociety.com website. Uh, yes. Thanks for visiting the site and thanks for putting up with uh, my terrible terrible voice. <laughs> I got you beat because I my I don't know why people listen to me I don't know why I podcast Matt I'm not because you're a lovely man I'm a very good uh, speaker I don't I'm not I don't do well with words so I don't know why <laughs> you I, don't speak good <laughs> I've devoted about I, I haven't calculated it out but it's over a uh, hundred hours I bet close to a hundred hours is that right yeah sure it's at least a hundred episodes I know that. Uh, maybe it's like 150. Of various shows. Very, not not just this show. I mean, I <laughs> like for some reason I've been teasing it for the past 10 episodes, but we're approaching 50 episodes on this show. Oh, shit. But, yeah, I've done, uh, was it 58 episodes of Talk From Society podcast? And, oh, man. we uh, got to see which one hits 100 first. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be this one. I'm that, pretty sure it'll be this one. That, yeah. that one is not as consistent as this one. That one, I do it whenever I can. And but this one episode episode one hundred is going to be batshit crazy, y'all. <laughs> of what? Of this or that? Of this? Oh, this? Yeah. I mean, it, oh boy, it's going to be a live show. There's going to be prizes <laughs> and giveaways. You say that now, but that you're you're promising people a lot, Matt. I mean, not really. It's not like we're having like a meet and greet. <laughs> so you're you're saying here, but now, there will be a but there will be a meet and greet in fifty uh in fifty plus episodes. Uh, yes. So about a year from now, we're gonna in have fifty-two a, episodes. We're gonna have a, a big old, big old bash. Yeah. So okay, expect that, folks. Matt, you're in charge of getting that together. Okay. Now don't worry, I'll I'll make it happen. We have to be in the same room for that, and we are uh, a time we'll figure zone, something out. We're, we're a time zone part. Okay. So maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll take a little vacation. Maybe yeah yeah maybe or maybe. You'll take a little vacation. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I mean, I I do have I, I do have family up 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 north. Actually, there you go. My grandmother and my uncle are living in. Uh, I forget which of the five boroughs they live in now. Um, I, think <laughs> they, I think they live in Brooklyn. So oh, okay, yeah. All right. And and I was born in New Jersey, so I I think I still have family. So you there. say. Uh, uh, when I when I go up there, I'll hand you my gifts. My no, my gift certificate. No, my birth certificate. <laughs> I'll gladly take a gift certificate. I'll give you my uh, gift, gift certificate and my birth certificate, so you can shut sweet. up. Sweet. <laughs> Speaking of of uh, things, uh, okay, I have to address something from last week. Okay. Okay. The breakfast tacos uh, uh, scandal. 
Okay. <laughs> so I was confused. Okay. I I I was mixed up by a question you asked. Whether these breakfast tacos that are are a part of, of Texas culture, okay? They're a cornerstone of what we eat in Texas. Um, you asked me if they were open face, right? Yeah, like a taco. Yeah, they are, okay? Oh, thank you. So you are talking about breakfast tacos and not breakfast burritos. No, 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 no. Breakfast tacos. Thank you. Okay. See, I want to clear that because I, after editing the episode and after thinking about it, I go, oh, wait. Like, he was right. I was just Because fun confused. fact, everyone I mentioned breakfast taco to had no idea what you were talking about. No, the breakfast taco is, is, is it's always in a, uh, obviously, a soft tortilla. Okay. Yes. Uh, ho- you know, hopefully flour. Okay, because flour tortillas are better than corn tortillas. Uh, and yeah, they're they're just there. They're open, and you can put in salsa. Salsa is the is the important oh, yeah. aspect of this. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a breakfast taco. Okay. Okay. So you have a, a it's a breakfast taco. Now it makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. So you know what you're that not, is. You're not right? trying to you're not trying to tell me that. Oh, in Texas we call burritos tacos, and no. everything's crazy. No, see that's insane. Okay. Yes, exactly, because that's what you were saying last week. <laughs> no. Okay. I like. I'm gonna go, go on the record and say I was wrong last week. Okay. Uh because it, I, I'm always on the defensive with you, Matt. Uh, Why? Wh- whether it's Don't be. whether it's queso or Frito pie, it's it's always something with you with you Northerners. Okay. <laughs> well, but, you know, hey, uh, queso is a thing of debate amongst many. Uh, I we we were, we were adversaries about this a few months ago on Twitter, and now I think we've we've cooled down. You've seen the right side of things. It seems like okay. Um, and I don't even want to talk about what Ted Cruz was talking about earlier this week about what queso. is this? Is uh, this the uh, that competition they had about between cheese dip and queso, <laughs> where Arkansas won? All I know is he was talking about the the queso dripping from his chin and going on his shirt, which is the most disgusting imagery. Well, that just sounds gross. No, that's that's disgusting. Okay, so I'm sorry to put that in. Uh, so I'm sorry to put that image in people's heads of Ted Cruz. Oh, it's, it's totally fine. Ted Cruz eating queso cheese and it dripping down his chin onto his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> now you all get to suffer. Like, oh, I, like I did when I read you. that. Uh, anyway, yes, uh, queso is delicious. So, I think we've covered that. That That's the, the, the corrections department came in. The uh, important news of the day. Clear that up. Uh, was there anything else, Matt, you wanted to discuss in this opening of the show? Uh, I mean, uh, what? Nah, I don't know. Nah, I, th- I think we're good. I think we can move on, right, to yeah. to more important things. Uh, like, hey, Matt. Yes? I think it's time for our, our next segment in which we discuss, or you tell the folks, what we're going to be talking about on this week's show. Sure. Welcome back to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what films we're going to be watching. Okay, we're going to hang out with a bunch of business people at a party. And then we're going to go to the jungle. And then we're going to go to Mars. And then we're going to hang out with Eminem. And then we're going to go back in time and into the future with black and white film. And then we're going to hang out in New York with Eddie Redmayne. Uh, And then we're going to hang out in space with Jane Fonda. And then we're going to hang out with Billy Friedkin in Los Angeles. And then we're going to be chased around by silver balls. And then we're going to talk about the story of a boy and his dog, except the dog is a dragon. And then we're going to hang out in Musical Town somewhere. And then we're going to hang out with another musical, but this guy's a douchebag. Uh, and then we're going to hang out with Chris Pine, the bank robber. And then we're going to hang out with a really bloody dad. And then we're going to hang out with sad boy Casey Affleck. 
<laughs> sad boy, Casey Affleck. I, I, that's my favorite. Number one, number yeah. one, sad boy. <laughs> he is so sad. Um, yeah. So, uh, listeners who have not read the description, I hope you have fun trying to decipher that um, and figure out what we're going to be discussing. It'll be fun. We we don't like our listeners. I think I'm learning. <laughs> what we? I love you, people. Uh, do you, Matt? Do you? I do. These people give me life. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, do you think you make it to a hundred, Matt? Uh, Fuck yeah, man! <laughs> episodes or age? Uh, episodes. Episodes, not age. You're, I don't have high hopes for that. You're not going to be a Kirk Douglas and make it to a hundred, are you? I don't think many people will live to be that long. <laughs> I think Kirk Douglas will outlive us all. Um, oh, you think? And I hope he doesn't die before I release this. That would be sad. You monster. <laughs> I, I'm responsible for the death of Kirk Douglas. Jesus! Um, <laughs> no, for real, though. Uh, happy birthday, Kirk. We happy love you. Birth- yeah, it, it, it was his birthday yesterday, as of this recording. And yeah, um, uh, I I mean, he, he, is, he is so alert at 100. I, I read dude, a, dude is a straight-up hundo. Like, I, what is happening? I read his thoughts on Trump, which is insane. So, oh, they were they were very very well well said. Yeah, um, crazy. And and you know, speaking of old people, I mean, I I heard uh, Jerry Lewis on the Mark Marin show, um, uh, and he's he, still alive. Yeah, he's ninety years old, and he's and he, Jesus. He was recalling his like first onstage appearance at five years old, and like holy shit, like his wow. me- his memories are older than like doing most the vaudeville people. act. I get it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, old people be crazy. Uh, I think that's what we wanted to get across here on this episode, is, oh, people, be crazy. Uh, Matt, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the reason why I'm speaking so much nonsense is because, Matt, we don't have a guest this week. We don't, because uh, that guest's laptop got uh, fried by Ugh. a glass of water, knocked over by a cat. Oh, that's that sucks. That sucks. Good time, y'all. Good time. Um but we will soldier on. We've done this before, obviously. Like yeah, we used to, we used to do this all the time. Yeah, like the first ten episodes, I think, or maybe a little bit more. We and then I wanted to make life difficult for myself by constantly booking guests. Yeah, you book the guests on this show, so you. And we got some great ones coming up. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, we yeah. This past week, we were hooked up with uh, future guests uh, that that you, Matt, are excited about very much. So oh man, super excited, super excited. Uh, so I like last time we were just the two of us. Um, we can we, make it if we try. We we still did uh, our the 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 segments getting to know you, right? Yeah, we're not going to do that today. <laughs> I want to ask you some questions, though. Fine. I, I, I just get to know me. Get getting to know you, and I just want to get getting to know you in terms of uh, get using my own magic against me, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, so here's here. Let me start the segment. Uh, sure. Now it's time for Get to Know You, where I speak with a person and see if they're a robot or not. Oh my god! Okay? Is that close enough? To, to no. Welcome back to Get to Know You, the segment of the show where we get to know our guests to make sure they're not some robot from the future. It's our own <laughs> little void comp test. <laughs> there you go. Do Do you have that written down? That's th- no. That, that's the first question I have. Do you have that written not down? A, no. No. That's that's it's all up here it's from memory. What? Okay. I think these questions are are going to be um, podcast related. Uh, hate also, related. fun fact. Fun fact. The intro is not written down anymore either. That was my next question. You have that memorized, right? I finally do. And also, hey, I got 69 emails. Nice. (laughs) 
Matt, let me ask you this: um, How and, and and this this is like for the fan for fans of the show if if they want to know uh, mm-hmm. how you're in, okay. So you're in charge of booking the guests. Um, sure am. And you've booked. Uh, up to this point, about ninety nine percent of the guests, and I yes, I, I've I've uh, attributed like one guest, um, which we won't talk about that instance. <laughs> it uh, never made the air. <laughs> it never made the air. <laughs> <laughs> more, uh, more, more on Lovely. that in hopefully a future episode. Maybe on episode one hundred. How, How about that? <laughs> no, no, no. How about on episode two fifty? Two. Let's do that. <laughs> You're not going to make it that long. Uh, so, <laughs> years or episodes? Uh, years, right? Is that oh, most no. definitely not? Um, not so, that long. how how do you go by uh, picking the guests, Matt? Uh, well, basically, uh, I get a lot of my guests from Twitter, and if I enjoy someone's opinions enough, you know, I follow them on Twitter, and then eventually, uh, I cozy up to them and like, hey, you want to be on my show? And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, that or I'll just, you know, put out a, a tweet saying, hey, we need a guest tonight who wants to be on the show. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, okay, so I, what I used to do for the Talk From Society podcast, and what I, what I still kind of do is I kind of do the same thing. I I look through Twitter and see if there are any podcast people out there, and I just I just send them a direct message, right? And that's, yeah. yeah, or or I just get, you know, get into contact with these people through other means, like, uh, say, like, a friend of ours, Rocky, uh, will be like, hey, I know that guy. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, put us in touch. Yeah. And there we go. So it's just people you know and also being brave enough to, to DM people. I don't have that and, in me most, and being, most of the time. And being friendly enough. Friend, friendly? Is, no, yeah. no, no one wants to be on your show if you're an asshole. <laughs> and, and, and you send them a, a link to our past episodes, Matt? That or I just give them a quick description of the show. Okay, yeah. Um, because yeah, it's it's important to know what you're getting into. Uh, I think the guests yeah. should know what you're getting into. Uh, what else? Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> it's like, all a roll of the dice. They're like, "Why is this show going on for two hours? I didn't sign up for this." And I apologize to them profusely. <laughs> uh, what else can we say uh, about the show? About you? About you uh, getting get the guests? And and how how prepared are you for this show, Matt? Usually pretty prepared. Pretty prepared, right? Do you? I, t- I tend I tend to pay attention when I watch a film. Do you, Do you take notes? <laughs> Every once in a while. Every once in a while, I've I've stopped taking notes uh, for my podcasts. Um, I know when I'm gonna when I'm gonna write a review, I take notes. I I, n- I never take notes when I review. Like, wait, okay. When you review something, when you say take notes, do you mean yes. during the film? Yes. Oh, interesting. I, I'll bring a. I have. I have a little notebook that I bring into the theater with me. Yeah. Now, now, now let's now let's discuss uh, writing reviews and writing. It's for, got. It's got Ryan Gosling on the cover, <laughs> and it says, "Hey, girl." Wait. Oh, your your journal, your diary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Okay. For for those. Not who, a joke. For those <laughs> for those who don't know, we. We we run talkfromsociety.com dot com as well as we do. Yeah, we. Do. <laughs> I'm the editor. Oh shit! I'm the editor. Oh, that's awesome. You're the managing editor. Hey, congratulations to us. Yes, yes, yes. Congrats. Uh, I, I I meant to send you that cake, but it's I, I think it got lost in the mail. Don't don't mail me a cake. That's gross. <laughs> I'm gonna mail you one thing, man. It's gonna be a cake. Uh, okay, so you as long um, as the cake has a pretty lady inside, I'll be happy. I'm interested in this, Matt, because I I was wondering since now like we are writing reviews on the regular. Yes. Uh, oh, my cat just sneezed. Oh, oh bless you. 
You okay? My goodness. You okay, buddy. Aw. Okay, anyway. Uh, reviews. Um, we're writing reviews on the regular. I mean, I just wrote a review for Miss Sloan. Uh, and and what, uh, what was the last thing you wrote, Matt? You wrote a a review for was it Rules Don't Apply? Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's let's say for that for Rules Don't Apply. Did you go in writing notes? I did not take notes for that one. <laughs> I tried, and then I just gave up halfway through. I'm like, ah, well, we're not going to do this. <laughs> but but usually you bring in a your your Ryan Gosling notebook. Gosling yes. Notebook. Uh, yes. And how, how do you write notes in the dark? Oh my god! I'll send you pictures. It's just like a, a massive scribble, and I have to decipher it later. It's 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 a disaster. Yeah, and I know I know most people. Well, I guess some people do that. I don't know the exact number of people uh, do that. Write notes, but I, I can't do that. I I have to trust myself to remember certain aspects of it. So I have to trust myself when my pen is going off the page, like <laughs> in the dark, like because I can't see anything. And it's especially hard when I see a movie. And I have to wait like a week and a half to write the review uh, because I'm embargoed because I, I did that for Miss Sloan. Ugh. So I wrote that review on a Thursday, which was like a week and a half after I saw it. So I had to do it all from memory. And I, I think it did a pretty good job. I think my Miss Sloan review is, is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess writing notes, I think I'm fine. Yeah, we we're, we're just different people, Matt. We're getting there, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's that's good. Peek behind the curtain. I think we've gotten to know Matt in terms of how he how he pulls a podcast together and how he writes movie reviews. We're chipping away at me little by little. <laughs> Pretty soon, we'll we'll get to know all of you uh, once more guests drop out from our show. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. Now, I think now it's time to talk about movies. Oh uh, boy. This is why we came here, is to talk movies. Um, it, and it's not like we haven't talked about movies before, but now it's really time to dig deep. Um, it's Damn time, right. Time to put your party hats on and get down uh, to it. Hey, stop. Cat. My cat's biting my wires. Get out of here. Uh, office Christmas party. <laughs> That's a movie that just came out. Uh, I just saw Because this. Christmas. I saw this last night. Okay, and you don't remember any of it. No, oh well, I'm, I'm trying. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have written notes for this one. Uh, it stars Jason Bateman. Uh, okay, I like him. Okay, it actually has an amazing run down. Run down the cast. Oh man, I should I should have this open. Okay, I like uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, T.J. Miller. I don't care for him. Uh, what? Why? He's good. Keep keep going. Okay, uh, Olivia Munn. Oh, I I enjoy her. Uh, I always get the Olivia's mixed up. I think it's Munn. She, she was in X Men Apocalypse. It's, right? it's Olivia Munn. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa. I don't know Bayer who that is from SNL. Uh, you would know sure. her uh, if you saw her. Uh, now who I, does she play she, on SNL? Uh, I haven't seen SNL in a while, but I know she's still on there. She's just just Google Vanessa Bayer, Matt. And sure, uh, she's she's white and she has. Right. She, <laughs> such such disdain. She's white. White. Ugh. I uh, if if you want if if you want to hear me praise an SNL cast member, just bring up. Um, oh, I love her. Yeah. See, you've, okay, you know exactly. She was who she in is. Trainwreck, and she plays uh, Rachel from Friends on uh, Saturday Night Live. There you go. Yes, perfect. She's wonderful. Yeah, that's her. Um, Cecily Strong is my favorite from that cast right now. She's she's amazing. I don't know who that is. Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong. You don't know who Cecily Strong is. Nope. Uh, uh, 
Anyway. Oh, she's from she's from Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah. I love her. Okay, she plays the 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 drunk girl who is also uh, she, she. It's funny that uh, I watch the Bachelorette or the Bachelor Bachelorette series. Okay, I watch that franchise. Okay. And there's a <laughs> there to go on. There's a girl on that, a woman, sorry, who is on that show, who is essentially a Cecily Strong character. She's <laughs> she's the drunk girl at the party, um, and that's her. And then and then SNL did a parody of that. Cecily Strong played that girl from The Bachelorette, so I think that was funny because Cecily Strong is amazing. Okay, I, uh, anyway. She should have, she should have a, her own franchise. Uh, Courtney B. Vance, he's in this. Oh, I enjoy him. He's the best part of the movie, without a doubt. Uh, I'll get to him in a bit. Uh, Rob Corddry, uh, Randall okay, Park. I like him. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Randall Park. Yeah, Randall Park. Oh fuck yes. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Ah. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. So ah. it's it's a big cast filled with very yeah, I, funny people. I, uh, I really like uh, Randall Park. Yeah, he's and he's good in this. He he has one well, bit. he's always good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's very good in this. He, there's one bit that's one of the funniest in the movie. So, like, they... Uh, I, I still contend he was snubbed uh, for the awards a few years ago, but uh, that's just me. For the for the interview? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was amazing in so, that. So each character, each player in this movie gets to shine just for a tiny bit. Um, and they're essentially just playing just just roles they've played before. Just Bateman. Okay, little little characters here and yeah, there. Yeah, Bateman is a straight man. Uh, TJ, okay. TJ Miller is the crazy drunk guy. Uh, uh, Rob Corddry is the dick. I mean, it's... We've, <laughs> we've seen them all play this before. But mm-hmm. going back to uh, Courtney B. Vance... Uh, but not in a Christmas movie. We haven't seen them play that in a Christmas movie. <laughs> that's the only difference. So it's different. <laughs> this is a Christmas movie. But Courtney B. Vance steals the show as as like a has to be expected. As like a straight laced guy who I guess the plot is, is uh, there's not really a plot, but uh Jason Bateman and like a bunch of these characters work at an office and it's about to close uh because the CEO Jennifer Aniston wants to save money and to save their little company. Little company. They, 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 they're in a big office building in Chicago, so it's not that little. But still, to, to, to save this branch, they have to uh, persuade Courtney B. Vance, who is like a big business guy, uh, to sign on for a contract You know, to work, okay. to, to work for this business. So they invite him to this Christmas party. And, of course, by some crazy means, he gets drugged. Like a spray of cocaine gets, gets sprayed in his face. And okay. he just goes insane. So... And, sure, and so though that that part of the movie is is funny and really really good, but then it just kind of veers into like they they try to throw in too much plot in the movie, which is an insane thing to say. Uh, it could have very easily been the the you know Christmas party from beginning to end, and it would have been fun and good. Okay, because you, you know you know what movie did that you know exceedingly well last year, a, a comedy that like was like eighty percent party and was fun. And, and really good well sisters okay oh my god yes so this isn't sisters it's not it's as good. stevia <laughs> so yeah so it, it, it this movie is fun at times but it just it just becomes kind of again yeah, it became boring by the end because yeah they, oh man they they go on like an advent on an adventure that just seemed totally unnecessary so they, they could have just stayed at the party and had you know a fun time but. I'm already sleeping. 
but but like I said, if you want to if you want to see these 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 uh, these actors these these bit players like kind of shine, you know, here and there, then it's it's it, it's a good time. Uh, oh, I mean, would I recommend it? To see in a theater, probably not. Just wait. For nah, it. this is going to be on like you know TV in yeah. next just next Christmas. Wait, so just wait, just wait till then. Um, yeah, because there's so much. There, there there are better movies out there to see. Okay, and we, we I think we'll talk about some of them on this episode because yeah, uh, I, I I was fine seeing this last night in a theater, but I mean, did I regret it? Not really, but still, would I recommend it to people to see in a theater? Ah, eh, probably not. Just. See, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy for me to say, but see Manchester by the Sea instead. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. Okay. So that was Office Christmas Party. Um, now uh, let's swing on over to something else, Matt. Yes, I did a uh, an impromptu Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, double feature the other night, uh, where I watched the recent Legend of Tarzan and I watched uh, John Carter uh, from a few years ago. And I had a really good time that night. This, the, I was very impressed by The Legend of Tarzan. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I remember uh, maybe a few episodes ago, well, over the summer, we had Martin Kessler on. And he talked about The Legend of Tarzan and said it surprised him as well. And yeah, this movie, is it's directed by David Yates. And we'll talk about him more in a little bit uh, when we talk about another movie that he did this year. Uh, I really like this one. I like the cast. Um Skarsgård is, you know, he's okay as Tarzan. You know, I've, I've, you know, been entertained by him more in other things. Uh, Margot Robbie is uh, really good as Jane. I liked her. She doesn't play your everyday, you know, damsel in distress, which was a really nice breath of fresh air for me. Uh, Sam Jackson is in this, uh, basically playing Tarzan's sidekick, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, Christoph Waltz is, you know, he's he's an ineffective villain, but you know. Whatever he does that all the time now. Um, it feels like a blockbuster that didn't want to be a blockbuster because it could have used a few more action set pieces, I would say. Uh, but what's on display here in the action scenes is pretty impressive. Uh, David Yates knows his way around an action scene when his heart is in it, I suppose. Uh, I really like the uh, the cinematography, and this is really pretty. The shots of Africa are uh, breathtaking at times. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, and I was very impressed uh, by what I saw. It was, it was, it's a very pretty movie, and I had a good time. Uh, you haven't seen this yet, have you? No, not yet. I mean, going through, because I've been making a list of films I needed to see before the year's end, and this, and this is on that list. Um, it's surprise. It's surprisingly good. I, I really liked it. I've, I've heard from from enough people who who've liked it that you know, I, I, yeah, I, de- I definitely it's- need to need to check it out. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, and then right after that, I decided, well, I'm, I just watched Tarzan. I'm going to watch another Burroughs character. I watched uh, Andrew Stanton's John Carter from uh, 2012, uh, the sadly uh, forgotten uh, Disney live-action film that Stanton did. I mean, he had directed WALL-E, and then, much like Brad Bird, he got his shot at live-action, and marketing kind of sunk this thing, uh, mostly because of that dreadful title. Uh, John Carter. Uh, I'm sorry, but Joe Schmo, who goes to the movies every weekend, uh, what movie, Marcelo, would you think he'd rather see? A movie called John Carter or a movie called John Carter from Mars? Um, let me think. Uh, uh, let me think. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Um, wait. 
Uh, give me a second here. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Um, All right, because my uh, money... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I don't have all night, Marcelo. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, wait. Hold on. <laughs> I hate this bit. This is a bad bit. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Anyway... <laughs> I hate you so much. Anyway, um, no, he's going to go to see something that has Mars in the title because, oh, Mars. Okay, that's cool. You're not going to go see John Carter because what the hell does that tell you about anything? Nothing. It, it tells you zero. It, sounds- it, doesn't tell you, it doesn't tell you that there's fun action in it. It doesn't tell you that it has an awesome-looking space dog that John Carter gets to hang out with when he's on Mars. It doesn't tell you that, oh, maybe Willem Dafoe plays a really cool Martian. And uh, Willem Dafoe is top tier in this. No, it tells you nothing about that. It just tells you John Carter, attorney at law. Like, it's it's a very dull title for a movie that is anything but dull. I love this thing. I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I've seen it a few times since. Uh, I own the Blu-ray. Uh, it's a gorgeous-looking picture. Um, the cast is really cool. Sir, uh, I, forget, I always forget how to say his name. Siren Hines? Kieran, Kieran Hines? Sure. I'm not sure. You know who I'm talking about? No. Who? Uh, who, uh, who does he play? He was in... He, was in, he plays like uh, one of the kings of Mars. And uh, he was in Miami Vice. Uh, he was in um, There Will Be Blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't you know, know who I'm talking about? I know now who you're talking about, but I do not know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, no one knows how to pronounce his name. I don't think he can pronounce his old name. Uh, but no, I really like... I like this movie a lot. I, I, do, I enjoy it more than Legend of Tarzan, I'll tell you that much. And... Yeah, John Carter's a good time. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Kieran. Kieran, Kieran Hines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just looked it up on uh, Wikipedia, and there's a phonetic uh, oh, nice. pronunciation on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I really like John Carter. Um, and yeah. I'm so glad you do. I, I do. I saw it twice in theaters as well. Yay. Um, the first time I saw it, I didn't really expect much. Uh, but I was kind of blown away by it, um, and yeah, I it, it's it's a damn shame that it didn't uh, set the world on fire because because I remember reading articles where people were people were like, "Don't let the marketing fool you. This is a really good movie." Yeah, because the marketing was dreadful for this thing. As much as I liked Finding Dory, I would have preferred a John Carter trilogy. That would have been nice. Yeah, uh, but oh well. Uh, uh, he's he's back to help. He'll movie. come back to live action one day. Hopefully, he'll, hopefully. he'll get another shot. I God, I hope so. <laughs> but he won't get another shot at another John Carter. No, 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 no. that's that's gone. Uh, uh, he won't <laughs> he won't get another shot. Much like uh, Eminem gets another shot in in Eight Mile. Oh, directed by Curtis Hansen. Yes, Curtis Hansen. Yes, Eight Mile. I wrote about this for TalkFromSociety dot com. Oh. As part of our musicals week, uh, go back, look through. I think there are at least uh, I, I should know this because I'm the editor in chief, but at least like ten articles on musicals that we've released in the past week. Yeah, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Uh, I wrote by Eight Mile. Uh, I just picked it because a lot of the other movies I want to talk about were already taken, and I was like, <laughs> okay, fine, Eight Mile. I haven't seen this in years. I remember it being, you know, okay. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, well, 
I mean, I I was not expecting much on a rewatch. I'll say that. Yeah. And I just picked it just to write something. Okay. Man, was I kind of blown away by it this time around. I've I've heard it's really good. It is really good. I it's it's it does not deserve to be this good. I think <laughs> because for a movie star for a movie starring Eminem. Yeah, playing himself. Playing, yeah, essentially himself. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's essentially his life. Um, for a movie starring Eminem and, and and to have it be around like rap battles, yeah, it's like I said, it, it's it's it shocked me how like well directed, how well acted. You know, Eminem is not the best actor, but everybody. I, mean, I wouldn't be so. I actually wouldn't be surprised at how well directed it is. Yeah, because you're, you're dealing with Curtis Hansen here. It's Curtis Hansen, and the cinematography is amazing. By I can't pronounce this this man's name. Uh, Rodrigo Perito. Uh, okay. Yeah, he also did um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street and Argo. Argo, yes. Silence coming yeah, up soon. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it 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 looks amazing. The acting. He also he also did one of my favorite Ang Lee films, which is nice. Which one's that? Uh, he did uh, Lust Caution. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said, I mean, Eminem the actor isn't all that great. There are moments where he he shines, but. The supporting cast around him, they, they they pick up the slack. Like Kim Basinger, uh, even Mackay Pfeiffer, Brittany Murphy is incredible in this as as like the 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 love interest. And Michael Shannon, I forgot was in this. Michael Shannon plays uh, <laughs> he plays a a, a great uh, white trash character. Uh, it's does, a great... does Michael Shannon get to rap? No, he does not. Unfortunately, I don't want to see this movie okay. anymore. Just, just, just forget. I, I, I even mentioned this. Okay, Anthony Mackie plays the uh, essentially the, the Creed type character, the Apollo Creed character. Okay, because this, right. this is this is essentially like Purple Rain mixed with Rocky. Okay, that that's basically what it is. I mean, you see this artist, you know Eminem, uh, whose nickname I think is Rabbit. Uh, he, yes, I believe so. Yeah, he, uh, he he wants to prove himself, but he he has very low self confidence. In the first rap battle he's a part of, in the beginning, he just chickens out and he runs off stage. So the rest of the film is him building up his confidence, going through all this 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 shit around him, like his job sucks, uh, his ex girlfriend is like is possibly pregnant and just fucking with him. Uh, his his friends are. <laughs> or like dummies. Someone's having a baby. Yeah, it's he's dealing with all this crap. His mom is living in a trailer, and he has to live with her because he got kicked out of his ex girlfriend's place. Kim Basinger, right? Yeah, Kim Basinger. Uh, how is she in this? She's very good. I mean, it's it. She plays like the mom role, the trashy mom role. But okay. you know, in in the few scenes she's in, she's she's really good. Uh, good. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's it, it's really powerful stuff, especially towards the end. When you know it's it's kind of predictable when he, he finally goes on stage and he and he fights uh, Anthony Mackie and and you know you, 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 you can to guess the death you, you can guess as to what as to what happens no there is not a death match they just rap battle um, okay but yeah it's 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 really good I love the music in it I'm a big rap guy well I used to be bigger but you know I'm not as much anymore but uh, I dabble. <laughs> But uh, the 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 Eminem tracks in here, including the Oscar-winning one uh, "Lose Yourself," are really good. The 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 selections in this, 
Mom's Spaghetti. Uh, are really good, yeah. Uh, like, there's plenty of, like, 90s hip-hop in it. Good, because this, I forgot that this pl- this takes place in 1995, uh, yeah. uh, Detroit. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the song choices are good. And the way they incorporate the music that's sung by the, by the characters, it's, like, really good. Because they're dealing with freestyle rap. And mm. they just are able to incorporate that in the plot and in scenes, like, naturally. Because... You don't blink an eye when a rap, when a freestyle rap thing uh, happens in the middle of the movie because that's just the culture. That's, that's, that's how things happen. That, that, that's just what happens. And, yeah, and when it happens, like between two friends, like Eminem and Mackay Pfeiffer have like a freestyle rap thing, uh, like in the middle of the movie, and then another one happens, like uh, at, at Eminem's work, like during a lunch break. Like it's it's natural. That's wild. Yeah, I gotta see this. So yeah, uh, the the music, the acting. Uh, Brittany Murphy, oh my god. I mean, it, it, uh, all of it really works, and I'm glad I revisited it and I wrote about it. And you I miss her. Yeah. she. Nobody really used her to, to her full potential before she No, died, never. Which was... Well, maybe in tragic. Clueless. Maybe, yeah, maybe that. But, but that's like early Brittany Murphy. I mean, like late yeah. like Brittany Murphy. Like, she's, she, like she had a sort of um, electricity to her that I don't think anybody really jumped on. But yeah, it's it's a damn shame. Uh, she was my longtime choice to play Harley Quinn. Yeah, that would have been. I think she would have been terrific. Yeah, that would have been incredible. But that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Eight Mile. Uh, I, it's not on Netflix or anything. I had to I had to rent it from Amazon. I actually have a DVD of this. Like I, for years, I've had this. I I really need to buy the Blu-ray because I I, I rented the HD uh, version of it on Amazon and okay. It, yeah, it's it's a beautiful looking. It's pretty. Movie. Yeah, it's very pretty. It, it's I, pretty. Yeah, uh, I mean, going from watching this for the first time on DVD, uh, it's like it's been almost fifteen years. No, fourteen years. Uh, and now today, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's aged well. I think um, the 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 look of it and and just what it has to say. So yeah, Eight Mile. If you haven't seen this in years. And are kind of scoffing at it. I think give it another look. It's one of those movies. Give it a give it a rewatch. Yeah, you, give might, it a rewatch. Uh, you might be impressed. Exactly, because I was for sure. Okay, speaking of being impressed, Matt. Real quick, I watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road: The Black and Chrome Edition, and oh boy, yes, please, forever and always. I I think this might be the version I watch more than any other. Well, good. It's because this thing is gorgeous. Uh, George Miller's right. He has a little intro where he says, "You lose a little um, of the, you know, uh, the expressions that are given through color, but you get so much more uh, with the black and white uh, version of this." Uh, highly recommended. If you can find a copy of this on Blu-ray or if you can find it digitally, please do. Uh, it's it's terrific. Yeah, I, I love that version. Um, I don't think I talked about it on this show. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. You saw this in theaters, right? Yeah, I did. I, I wrote, oh, that's wild. I, I wrote about it uh, for talkfromsociety.com. That was one of our first articles. Yeah, I, I think I, I originally wrote it as a letterboxed review, and, and we needed some content, so I just put that on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how you do it, folks. Uh, you scoundrel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I saw this in theaters, and, and I just noticed that... The, that now they're playing it uh, at one of my local draft houses. Um, ah, cool! Because I, I saw this um, at a like a Regal theater, and I was like the only one there on a Saturday afternoon, which kind of made me sad because the yeah I, this needs to be seen like on, on on the biggest screen with like the best quality. I mean, you you have 
uh, your folk, your your uh, 4K TV mats. And my 4K player, yes. Yeah, so, which, which yeah, sure it was freaking beautiful. Looks amazing, but yeah, was, I I prefer the black and white version now. It looks amazing. I uh, I wrote about it and I said that's it's uh, in, in in taking away the color, uh, you focus on other aspects of the movie because, and, and this is something I said like back when I first saw Mad Max. It, it may have been just too much of a visual like a sensory overload for me. There may have been just oh, too yeah, much happening. Yeah. So in taking away the color, it takes away just a bit of that, and you focus more on like the story and like certain elements that you wouldn't normally see. Um, like I like the the, the 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 cinematography still is there. It's 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 still gorgeous. Uh, the, the 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 way the light strikes the characters' faces, like I enjoy I enjoy that, and that's something I may not have seen you know originally in in the color version. But yeah, yeah it's 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 really something special. This version, I, I love it. Yeah, so I, I definitely recommend, as you, Matt, do the, the Black and Chrome version. Uh, they're not selling this at your local Targets or Best Buys, right? You have to, oh. you have to buy it online or, or, or seek it out. Or do what I did. <laughs> like, buy, buy the box sets of it at a Walmart? I, I, bought, I, bought the, I bought the crazy box set at Best Buy, which is the high-octane collection. Okay, and you... Uh, you get a yeah. 4K disc with that, don't you? Uh, yes, you get Blu-rays of the entire, four, all the four movies. You get an extra Blu-ray disc of Mad Max Fury Road in black and chrome. You get another disc of uh, Fury Road uh, in 4K. Uh, you get a bonus disc for The Road Warrior, which features a whole bunch of uh, uh, documentaries. And you get a whole bonus disc for the first Mad Max that has a whole bunch of documentaries. There you go. Um, that, 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 that sounds like a packed box set. It's a pretty crazy set, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I don't own Road Warrior or um, Thunderdome, so I Road Warrior is uh, amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to revisit that. I need to revisit that. I, I have the Mad Max, I think Scream Factory release. That, okay. That 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 uh, they did, I think, two years ago. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, Mad Max. Hey, that that's a good franchise, Matt. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Wait, I still got to see that third one. I was going to say, you, you haven't know, hey. seen Thunderdome. No, I fall asleep 20 minutes in every time I try to watch it. Which is insane to me because I think the first half is is like better than the second half of that movie. I guess. I think so. I, like, maybe? Did, I don't know. Did you get up to the point when they were swinging in that Thunderdome? No. Oh, you're missing out on something. That's pretty eh. awesome. What? Okay, come on. Eh. Seeing as uh, how it has the least amount of bonus features in this box set, I'd say I'm not the only one who doesn't give a shit about it. <laughs> I uh, that's that's fair to say. People do. Not, I'm pretty pretty sure George Miller doesn't even like this thing. People don't like Thunderdome, but he went through. I uh, do you know? He went through hell. Yeah, I mean, when this thing for, was happening, for people yeah. who don't know, he didn't uh, even direct the whole thing. No, no, that yeah, he. I think uh, okay. I'm trying to recount the story, but I have trouble with the details. Matt, it, do you know the story behind that movie? Uh, I think a best friend of his passed away. Yeah, something like that. I think. Oh God, is it, uh, I may be confusing this with something else. So. I'm just going to tell you this story, and this may not be right. <laughs> but he was talking to a friend of his, um, and... Oh, God, is this right? I don't think this is right. This is not... I don't know. I'm not going to say this, because I don't think this is the right yeah, story. George Miller only directed the action scenes. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you looking this up right now? I am looking this up. Is, uh, is there one some... Of his, a producer on the film, one of his best friends, passed away in a helicopter crash. Okay, that was a helicopter when crash. They were, when they were, like, scouting locations. Yeah. Uh, and that's why Miller only did the action scenes, and he 
really didn't want to do anything else with this movie. Yeah. So he's going through a hard time. I was thinking of another story about somebody getting electrocuted uh, through a telephone. And I don't think that was... Jesus. No, that was something else completely. Uh, but yeah, uh, you, you could tell that it was a trouble production because um, I think the parts that work really work and the parts that don't work, you can you can tell like two different people direct, were, were directing this yeah. thing. Yeah. But anyway. Good time. It's worth a shot. Why not? I'll, I'll, I own it, so I'll watch it one day. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, I'll get there. Uh, speaking of getting there, this is not a good intro. Speaking of another David Yates film, oh, okay, since we yeah. talked about Tarzan earlier, Fantastic. Uh, he had another movie come out recently. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Where do you find them? Uh, in New York. You find them in New York. That's that's it. Okay, let's <laughs> move on. Thank you. Barbarella. Hi, let's start. <laughs> okay, Fantastic Beasts. You haven't seen this, right, Matt? I have zero interest in it. Okay, which is... Which is weird, because aren't you a fan of Harry Potter? Yeah, but I hate Eddie Redmayne, so... Okay. The chances of me seeing this anytime soon are slim to none. Yeah, uh, I do not understand the people who have recently said that this uh, makes them like Eddie Redmayne, this movie. Ew. Because it... it I, Before coming in, I actually was like okay with Eddie Redmayne. I like him in two things. Uh, Jupiter Ascending... No. What? <laughs> I mean, he's fine in that, but Jesus. I like him in that. Uh, no, I I, 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 I... I liked him well enough in that, and uh, I've seen bits and pieces of uh, My Week with Marilyn, and I liked him in oh, that. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Uh, he He's really good in that. But he plays the... It's like he's playing somebody from SNL playing Eddie Redmayne in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, fucking Beasts. great. It is disturbing. Um, I, I do not like his character at all. I just don't like his face. No, yeah, it, it, he he does this like oh, this like th- this mousy like quiet, this constantly constantly surprised look about kind him, kind of hunched over. It's it's weird. Ugh. Uh, it, it's it's like um, oh gosh, uh, Willard, um, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah, it's like it's like Crispin like Glover should have been should have been playing this role. Oh, now that then I would have seen it right away. <laughs> there would have been no hesitation because uh, he's actually a good actor. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's and he's weird as hell. I like him. Yeah, so so it, it's like Redman is playing a type of weird and antisocial that just comes off as very creepy. So, I believe it. Uh, but I I do like uh, what's her name uh, Waterston. Uh, she was in Inherent Vice. She's in. Yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to her in Alien Covenant. That's right. She's in that. Which I which from early reactions is supposed to be awesome. They, they screen some footage. At like this 20th Century Fox like sneak preview yeah. thing, and people went crazy for it. My favorite reaction was someone who said, uh, "It's very gory and ew, definitely alien." <laughs> good, good. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. So she's good in this. As uh, I mean, I don't even want to get get into the plot. There's Eddie Redmayne is like a wizard from the UK. He's got a he's got a suitcase. And yeah, he comes to New York, and there are wizards escapes in New from York. It. Yeah. If, if okay. I was gonna say if you're a fan of this, you like this, but I know I I'm not a fan of the Harry Potter franchise. So I am. <laughs> I know, but 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 you're refusing to see this movie because of Eddie Redmayne. I'll watch it on Netflix in a few months. <laughs> you always you always say that you know you know not every movie is going to come to Netflix, right, Matt? Well, then I'll never see it. How about that? <laughs> um, Redmayne is a wizard. He has beasts in his in his suitcase, and they escape. Okay. He has to track them down. 
I think it was Rob Trench uh, who said this is basically like Pokemon Go uh, in in Harry Potter world. So yeah, that's just what it is. And they okay. they try to put in a plot um, where <laughs> and really it's it's like it's like eighty percent chasing beasts, and then also by the way, there's a plot. Uh, uh, what's his name? Okay. Uh, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell. Thank you. Uh, Bullseye. He he plays <laughs> plays a wizard with some secrets, and <laughs> and like he's kind of a bad guy, I guess. And and that's basically the movie. I don't know what else to say. I I, I did not really enjoy. It. I mean, it, it looked cool. I mean, uh, I'm glad I saw this in a on like a because I went to uh, I think it was a, a Regal theater. Okay. And they have this like uh, what what's it called? It's like super deluxe big screen, whatever. Ah, uh, super deluxe. It's like an oh, I know what it is. XD. It was an XD screen. Oh, okay. So it was their biggest screen, uh, their their loudest sound system. I mean, the speakers were like lining the wall. It was insane. That sounds fun. Uh, it was definitely in 4K or, or whatever the highest like resolution was because it looked crystal clear. Real life. Yeah. That's the highest resolution. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Eddie Ramone was there in the theater with me. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's a nice little blockbuster, but I was not into it at all. And 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 should we and should I mention Matt like the 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 cameo that's in it that everybody knows. Like, uh, like who it is, Matt? Honestly, I know who it is, and I don't really care either. Like, uh, okay, I'm gonna mention Johnny Depp is in this, and as soon as he came on screen, I scoffed. <laughs> <laughs> it's he. I hate Johnny Depp. In uh, see, I don't hate him I, except I, mean, I need to be. I need to be watching a movie where he gives a shit. It's like, okay he, for me to care. Let me preface this: I hate him in roles like this because this is one of those roles that he's been doing for the last what like 10 years now uh, since Pirates of the Caribbean uh, like him just dressed up like a fucking clown just <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like ugh not again ugh I've seen this in, in Yoga Horses and uh, like a fucking clown like a fucking clown uh, so I, I just scoffed <laughs> I'm not looking forward to him being in the, in the in the other movies. Apparently, he's because we're getting like ten of these. Yeah, um, and and by the end of it, I I I, I went with um, some, Harry, some Harry Potter fans, uh, and um, I, I told him I told my friend I was like, what are they going to do for the next like four or five movies? Like, it, it, I, I I don't want to spoil the movie, but it just kind of has like a like a pretty good ending. You don't see where else they can go. Yeah, there's only so much you can do with Eddie Redmayne and. His Fantastic Beasts. Like, what else are they going to possibly do? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he, he basically went. You know, uh, he trusts um, J.K. Rowling. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't. But whatever. Uh, that's it, really. That's that's it. Oh, uh, Allison S- uh, Sodo, Sodo. Sure. She plays a character in this who I really like, and I have not seen her in many things. So, I hope she does more because uh, she's a pretty good actress. Um, so that that's it. I was unimpressed with Fantastic Beasts, and I did not care where to find them. So New York, you find them in New York. <laughs> that's that's enough of that. Let's talk about something interesting, man. 
Sure. I finally saw Barbarella this uh, last week. Good. And, uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, this movie is uh, bonkers. Uh, the story is, you know, whatever. Like, who cares? Uh, Jane Fonda plays Barbarella. She's like a, uh, like a, like a space lady. And she has to find Duran Duran. Uh, not the band. Uh, the evil scientist. And find out why he's making weapons that kill people. Uh, because there is no war anymore. And uh, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, there's some adorable little blue bunnies in this movie. And uh, they're really cute. And they just, you know, frolic around. And I feel bad for the real-life bunnies because they were clearly dyed blue. Uh, with some kind of like weird hair dye, like I feel bad for them, but they're adorable. So whatever. Um, the sets are classic late sixties. I mean, you can tell they're sets, but the movie sells it. The movie doesn't. The movie takes itself seriously, which I really like. And Jane Fonda is wonderful. And uh, yeah, so are her boobs. Uh, There's something to marvel at. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. It's uh, There's a lot of sexcapades going on in space, in zero gravity. Uh, so if that's your thing, definitely check it out. Uh, it's on Netflix in the U.S. right now. And I'm really glad I finally saw this. Uh, it's been on my watch list for, I don't know, forever now. And yeah, I finally saw Barbarella. And oh boy. Yep. It's, it's a movie that I would recommend to anyone who likes, you know, campy sci-fi. It's it's a good times. I have not seen this. And I, oh boy, you need to watch it. I need to. I've been meaning to it's, for It's like a it's like a quick 90 minutes. You're in and out <laughs> and then it, it's over. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh good. I, I'm glad it's on Netflix cuz I can watch it there. Yeah. Um because damn it if Netflix is just it, it it's not it's not as fun as it used to be, Matt's. Uh, eh, it's it's I don't know it's it's always fun I, I guess I, uh, you say that but I, I was talking to somebody the other day and and also uh, one of our writers Sarah Jane has like the same concerns where the 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 Netflix library of movies is kind of dwindling the folks oh yeah that's because they're doing more you know uh, original content now. yeah but is original is, is their original content really that good Matt for the most part yeah I've liked it what I've seen I'm trying to bait you on something you can shut up <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. That's a great show. <laughs> More on that on on, another, on our another show. Yes. To Live and Die in L.A. Ooh. Uh, I saw this for the first time this past week. And? I was blown away. This Damn right. Isn't amazing. Have you seen this? No, but uh, I want to. I saw this uh, on the latest, on, on Shout Factory's latest Shout Selects release. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, and wow. Wow. Wow, wow. Um, I mean, I, I was expecting something good, right? I mean, for years, people have been saying, this is amazing. Friedkin. Friedkin. It's Friedkin. It's uh, Peterson, William Peterson, Willem Dafoe. Uh, John Turturro has a small role. Nice. Uh, it's it's Peterson versus Dafoe. Uh, Peterson plays a Secret Service agent uh, who, I mean, if for people who don't know, the Secret Service not only protects the president, but they also do... Uh, like uh, counterfeit money, they, pro- they protect us all. Yeah, they they, they uh, protect the money. That the real secret service was love. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> counterfeiting. William Defoe is an artist who becomes a counterfeiter. Okay, he uses his uh, machines uh, that he makes for art to make counterfeit bills, and Peterson tracks him down, or tries to track him down. I don't want to spoil it, but. 
Uh oh. It's all in LA and it features one of the best car chases I have ever seen uh in a movie. Yeah, he's uh Friedkin's pretty good at those. Yeah. I I mean I mean I haven't seen the film, but I've seen the car chase from French Connection. <laughs> uh you should see the entire movie. Yeah, I'm going to. One day. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, you should, okay. Do me a favor. I have I have a lot of Friedkin uh, blind spots, sir. Do do a double feature of French Connection and To Live and Die in L.A. Okay, that will blow your mind. The, okay, he he's made there two of the greatest car chases of all time, and I, I I can't believe I've gone this long and like not not many people talk about the the car chase in To, in to Live and Die in L.A. I've I've come to learn, Matt. I mean. Uh, it was a shock to me how amazing it was. I was like, "This is just as good as the French Connection, uh, the 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 car chase." Oh, incredible! Anyway, um, and I recommend seeing the, that uh, Shot Factor release because they have plenty of good bonus features, and they talk a lot about that car chase and how we can set it up. Um, one little factoid is that uh, if if you watch the car chase. You'll see that the uh, they they had they had a closed down a freeway in L.A. and what Freakin did just to uh, uh, get a shot of an oil refinery, he changed the flow of traffic. So if you see it, you know they're not going the right way. Uh, and and uh, like and uh, William Pearson was like talking to Freakin and he goes, "Why why do this?" And Freakin was like, "Well, I want that shot, and also I, wa- <laughs> and I also want to, dis- but I want it." <laughs> and he goes, "Also, I want to disorient the audience." Like th- this is a chaotic car chase, so why not throw in more chaos by just confusing people? Like cars going the wrong way, that plays a, 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 an important role in that car chase. Yeah, so, just yeah. freak people out. Yeah. So he's a genius. I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but Friedkin is a genius. He's pretty good. And, and uh, man, it has incredible ending. Peterson, Peterson talks about uh, how he was so lucky in his first two movies, uh, working with Friedkin on this and with Michael Mann on Manhunter. Oh, that's wild! Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. He he's great in this role. He's like a daredevil, uh, like adrenaline junkie, secret service agent, who like likes to push things to the edge. And his his partner, uh, John, take it to the limit, like the Eagles once signed. <laughs> and, and his partner is like this like low like low key kind of guy, and it, yeah. it's a great little dynamic between the two of them. And it comes to a head in the end, and it's yeah. It, I'm not gonna say anymore because it's. Yeah, it, this movie really blew me away. I I'm excited I finally saw it. Um, I I, I want to and it, it it makes me want to rewatch the French Connection because like what essentially he did here was do like another French Connection. Um, and and I think he he almost tops it. The, like I said, the car chase is just as nice. great, and the the story I think is is you know is is is, is close. It's it's there. Maybe a bit too eighties for me, Matt. This movie. I mean the 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 soundtrack is uh, is from uh, Wang Chung. So. Oh my God! Yes, you, you, you. Uh, now I need to see this. You actually sold me with Wang Chung. Yeah. Thank you, Wang Chung. Uh, they they make original songs for this. So yeah. Fuck yes! Oh my God! <laughs> but for me, maybe a, a bit too eighties. Maybe a tiny. Please bit stop! Too. I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> to live and die in LA. I mean, I mean, yeah. Pick up that uh, Shot Factory release. It's really good. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Speaking of new releases. Yeah, uh, real quick, I watched the uh, restoration of uh, Phantasm, uh, the Don Cascarelli film uh, from the late 70s. Uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago, I believe, uh, but I picked up the Blu-ray this week. And uh, let me tell you, Bad Robot did a great job with the restoration uh, for Phantasm. It it looks 
goddamn gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to see this. You've never seen it, have you? No, I haven't seen any Phantasms. Uh, I've only seen the first one, but I adore it. Uh, I think it's this version, the the Phantasm Remastered, is available for rent on uh, Amazon for about like three bucks. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and uh, the Blu-ray is worth owning. It's available uh, real cheap at uh, Best Buy right now. Uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, horror movies. Definitely one of the most original. Yeah, I've not seen the multiple Phantasms. Well, I've only seen the first one, but... Uh, I can't speak for the other's quality, but I hear the second one's pretty great. And now they're up to five. And I heard the yes. first one is... Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not as great as the previous version. But hey, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen them. But hey, the first one, oh boy, it's a classic. Uh, but hey, Phantasm uh, didn't make you cry, did it, Matt? No, it didn't. Uh, but another movie did. Yeah. I finally saw David Lowry's uh, Pete's Dragon, uh, which made my uh, top ten of the year real quick, right after I finished it. Uh, I love, love, love this film. Uh, It is one of those... um, It's like an indie film disguised as a blockbuster, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's like an indie film in disguise. Uh, And, I don't know, I really like the cast of Pete's Dragon. That kid is great. Uh... Carlo's giving me a uh, thumbs up right now uh, because he loved it as well. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, no, Pete's Dragon is great. Uh, the effects are awesome. I really like the cast. I like that kid. Wes Bentley's great. Uh, Jessica Chastain. I'm sorry, Bryce Dallas Howard is awesome. In uh, the aha, God damn me. Uh, no, I really liked uh, her in this. Um, yeah, no, this is great. Uh, that little girl. I forget her name. I do uh, not know. Uh, she's got a really cool name. So I should be able to remember this. Cooley Bean to McGee. No? Una Lawrence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Una yeah. Lawrence. She, Una Lawrence. And the kid has a great name, too. His name is Oaks Fegley. <laughs> these, these are human names, Marcelo, that people named their children. Uh, but no, uh, they're great. Uh, I also liked her uh, over the summer. She was in Bad Moms. She played um, Mila Kunis's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was good in that. I hope she sticks around Hollywood for a while, uh, has a nice career going. Robert Redford, of course, uh, you know, bringing that, uh, bringing the heart uh, of this film uh, to the forefront. I really loved it. I love Pete's Dragon. It's uh, very impressive. I, I've seen, I haven't seen the original since I was a little kid. I remember not really enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, Disney is, they're, they're doing good stuff with this, uh, these live action remakes. Good, uh, yeah. Yeah. Loved this thing. Loved it. Uh, I mentioned this months ago now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, it's my favorite live-action Disney, uh, without a doubt. Oh, nice. Uh, and I, I, they should make more movies like this. This this has that, like you said, that... I'm sure they will. The, 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 the Well, I mean, in terms of... Because was, I was not a fan of The Jungle Book from earlier this year. Oh, I know. Not at all. But because Peach Dragon is different because, like you said, it has like that indie that indie feel that mm-hmm. I, that I don't think Jungle Book had. Uh, it, it's hard to pin down. Like the music, just the the, the, the direction of it, it felt like small without you know uh, taking away from the plot. Yeah, but it also had like a like a big CGI dragon, which was cool looking. So yeah, that that dragon was adorable. Yeah, I uh, want one. Yeah, but but it, I feel like Peach Dragon may be overlooked. By uh, like around this time of the year when people are making their top ten lists, of course it will. And we we both highly recommend you see it, folks. It it, it it's easy it's easy to dismiss 
because he you'd be like, hey, it's just like a like a Disney kids movie. What? Oh, it's just some dumb kids movie. Yeah. Nah, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it, it's, this touches on a lot, and good, uh, it does it exceedingly well. Yeah, it does for sure. So, see Peach Dragon. Okay, come yeah, on. It's it's terrific. It's terrific. Oh, you know, this is a great transition. I, I'm glad that you scheduled it like this, Matt. Let's There's talk- a method to my madness. <laughs> Let's talk about more Disney. Okay. Uh, my favorite Disney movie of the year. Uh, Ooh. Right? I'm trying to think back to other Disney movies. Zootopia? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, wow. You really need to see that. That's on Netflix, isn't it? Sure is. I might see that tonight. Uh, yes, you should. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but, hey, okay. Well, let's talk about something else that's amazing. Okay, r- real quick. Uh, back My background on Disney movies. Uh, uh, I, I hate... No, I don't want to say hate. I really disliked... Wreck It Ralph, and also I disliked Big Hero Six. Okay. Okay. So I have brief history of Disney movies from 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 recent Fair. years. Okay. That's why I'm hesitant on Zootopia. What about Frozen? It's fine. I, okay. I, but I hear I, I I enjoy Frozen. I, I hear Tangled is really good. I haven't seen Tangled. I, I I need to see more. Okay, but I hear I hear it's really good. That's that's yeah. what everyone tells me. Um. So maybe that may, that's one reason why I'm hesitant on Zootopia. I'll give it a shot, okay? I will. It's it's amazing. So, one thing that really drew me into Mo- to Moana was that, yes, it's a musical, fine, but uh, the songs were co-written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people know about this guy. He's an up-and-comer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he did, he, 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 did, he did Hamilton, okay? He's one of okay. those... Uh, Tony's. I'm sure he's won some Grammys. I'm sure he's going to be nominated for an Oscar for Moana. He is. He's extremely close to getting the EGOT. Yeah, he's 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 pretty he's pretty there. I mean, he's which gonna, is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it because he is a talented guy. Uh, yeah, so that drew me into Moana. His his songs, and I was won over by Moana. I really, I I really, really want to see this. I I I yeah, I can say I loved it. It's it, it's the type of Disney movie that they should be making. You know, that yeah. they made previously, like, uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Okay. Uh, like, like from, uh, and also you could say Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast. But if you're into that <laughs> sort of thing, if you... <laughs> If you like those '90s Disney, music you mean my favorite Disney film? Yes, I'm that. sorry. Okay, I, 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 maybe I need to revisit it, but I'm not. I'm and not. I mean, you haven't even seen my second favorite. Yeah. So <sighs> which one's you'll that? You'll get. One? You'll get there one day. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yes. That, oh boy. Is that a musical? Yes. Okay, I didn't know. Elvis songs. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. St- Stitch dresses up as Elvis and plays the, as as guitar. Plays the guitar. It's amazing. How, how and like the whole thing is it's like it's a jukebox mu- musical it's like they they use elvis songs and then they you know they use them during like montages and stuff so it's like it's a it's a musical yeah this is like news to me i always thought it was yeah like uh like lilo does like a hawaiian dance to uh to an elvis song oh my god it's freaking awesome okay that's interesting okay. yeah it's really cool i guess i need to see lilo and stitch right yes you do <laughs> oh my god that's also on netflix okay um uh, my, my my cue is just building up right now. It's it's so good, Marcelo. You know what's what's really good, Moana. <laughs> it That's is right here. I almost bought a stuffed animal from this movie at Target the other day, which but decided against it. Which 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 animal? 
they have this adorable little stuffed pig. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, sh- should I uh, should I talk about this? Uh, What's the pig's name? I don't know the pig's name. Oh, uh, but because okay. I want it. Uh, that thing's adorable. Look up the pig's name. I don't know. I, I don't know what he's called. I'm going to type in. Let's see, pig. Uh, <laughs> just, nope. Just go. Just Google Moana pig. Moana. Moana pig. Let's see. This is why we should have like an intern, right, Matt? Come on. Yeah. Okay. Get an intern to type all this out. Moana pig. Uh, Pua. <laughs> His name is Moana Pua. pig. I just googled Moana pig name. Pua. Okay. Yeah, that thing's adorable. Should I uh, kind of spoil something in the movie, Matt? No. Do you want to know how much the pig plays into it? Probably like in it. She pig's probably in it for ten minutes. Okay. If yeah. that. You're right. Yeah, exactly. It's just a really cute animal that they get. They sucker me into wanting to see their movie. Uh, but do you know? Cause I, okay, I was worried because this is what Disney, and it's not like a bad thing, but it's kind of like I see it coming a mile away. Because it's a Disney movie. They they team our hero or heroine, and in this case, it is uh, what's her name? What is her name? <laughs> I should know this. Uh, Moana. She's she's the title character. God damn it. <laughs> That's her. That's her name. She's, she's you know, the main character. <laughs> I forgot her name, Moana. So, in this case, you'd think, oh, she, she, she'd be team up, uh, like, the, like, her, 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 uh, her little, you know, her, a pig or whatever would, would join up with her and go on this adventure. Yeah. And it's not the pig that joins up with her. It's, it's a rooster. It's a dumb little rooster. I know, rooster. this, this, this goofy looking rooster. Yeah. I'm looking at the poster right now. I want one. It's funny. Do you know why it's so great? Why this rooster joins her instead of the pig? Why? Um, because the pig may have taken away from like the main plot. Because the, the pig is cute, okay? Pig's adorable. Right. But the Look roo- at its face. The rooster doesn't say a word. It's, okay. It's really dumb. Like That's that that's this whole thing. It's dumb. Uh, it doesn't say much. And just like pecks around. And that's it. And there's some <laughs> comic relief there, but it doesn't, doesn't take away from the plot, okay? <laughs> There's no cuteness to take away from, uh, like uh, our hero, our heroine's adventure. Okay, I suppose. Sorry, Matt. It, it, the rooster's not as cute as the pig, but the rooster is is a good uh, a good sidekick for Moana. Fair enough. So I love the songs from Moana. I love them. Been listening to them nonstop since seeing this movie. Oh boy. Uh, and the the adventure itself that Moana goes on. How is uh, everyone's favorite uh, Dwayne Johnson in this? How is he? He is really good as awesome as Moawi, the shapeshifter. Who cool? It, it's kind of a complicated story. It's 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 all about folk, uh, folklore. Uh, Moana has to has to make Moawi. Sorry, Maui. His name's Maui. Moana has to get Maui to return like an emerald to this like sea goddess. Uh, sure. They have to fight a volcano monster. Don't. I don't want to know anything else. That, that that's a plot. You learn that in the first minute of the movie, uh, and and uh, and Moana has to do this on her own, and she's a kick-ass you know uh, lead, which is great. And and yeah, I mean that's that's all I can really say. If you don't want me to say anything else, because it's it's in a in the best way possible, it's your typical Disney musical adventure. So and it works. Like I said, the songs are amazing. Yeah, see this, Matt. Please see this. Okay. Please, please. I will. I will. I will. Please. Fine. I think. I think it's my favorite animated movie of the year. Okay. 
And you still have to see Zootopia, but okay. And yeah, I, I like Kubo a lot. But I don't know. This The songs in this kind of make me think about it more and more. Uh, so yeah. Um, that Oh, I just read that Alan Tudyk plays the rooster, which is weird. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize the rooster had that many lines for it to... <laughs> Jesus, that's terrifying. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, uh, if you want to hear The Rock singing, then I do. Moana is the movie for you. Okay, cool. He, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Maui is kind of like a uh, uh, a demigod who is very egotistical. Uh, and nice. It's it's a perfect role for The Rock. So so he's playing The Rock's uh, WWE character. Yeah, Got it. He, he <laughs> it's perfect casting. It is. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Moana, one of my favorites of this year. Um, I really, really dug it. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, if you're a fan of Lin Manuel Miranda, there's no reason why you shouldn't see this. <laughs> From just listening to the music, you can. If you like Hamilton, yeah, you might like this. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Hamilton. I don't know. If oh, I know. That. I know. But we just, know. Just, just hearing the songs in Moana, but you could you could you could tell it's Lin Manuel Miranda. It's very Hamiltony in the best way possible. Like he nice. has, he has like a certain cadence to his songwriting that is clear in Moana. And and yeah, I've heard some people complain that it's it's not good music. I I read that hot take earlier this week, Matt. That's a bad take. And yeah, I I do I don't understand it. It I I, I don't get it. Uh, it it's good music. It's good music. They're, they're good dogs, Brent. <laughs> it's good music, Brent. <laughs> Speaking of good music, Matt, you saw a movie that had music in it. Sure did. <laughs> yes, I did. I watched uh, Popstar finally, and uh, oh boy, I could not stop laughing for the entire 90-minute runtime of this thing. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of the Lonely Island uh, as musicians, like with their music and their digital shorts on SNL. Uh, but yeah, and I honestly wasn't expecting much from this. Um, I was sold five minutes in when Mariah Carey showed up. <laughs> and I realized that this was going to be a lot of great jokes, a lot of great songs, and more cameos than you can shake a stick at. Uh, yeah. This this blew me away with all the different people that agreed to be on camera talking about Connor for real, Andy Samberg's character. Uh, they got Ringo for this thing, which, <laughs> which, as a Beatles fan, my eyes lit up. I was just so damn happy. And to see that he was so damn funny uh, made me smile even more. I mean, I've always known that Ringo had a sense of humor, but oh boy, is he great in this. Uh, I love all the cameos. I love the story. Uh, it's basically, you know, uh, a rock documentary uh, that harkens back to, uh, I guess it's this generation's Spinal Tap, you could say, right? Oh, yeah. That, would, yeah. that would make sense. Uh, the songs are really good. Uh, I mean, you know this, but uh, for months beforehand, I had listened to the, the, the album numerous times uh, since I'm a big Lonely Island fan. Um, yeah, I listened to this a lot, like, on my drives to work, and it was great to finally put images uh, to the words of the song. So uh, I do that a lot with musicals. I talked about this uh, with, with some people the other day where when a musical comes out, I usually listen to the soundtrack a few times before I see it. Uh, just to see uh, if it's like a little game just to see if it'll match up to what I have pictured 
in my head. And uh, Popstar blew me away in that respect. Uh, Lonely Island not only made one of the funniest films of the year, it's one of the best films of the year. Uh, this this made my ranking. I think it's in my top 20 right now. I really love this thing. Uh, so much fun. Uh, hilarious. Uh, I guess I need to see Hot Rod now. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, because everyone quotes it at me all the time. Uh, listeners may know that I work at a restaurant called Cool Beans, and there is a segment where they go back and forth saying Cool Beans and Hot Rod <laughs> nonstop. Uh, so yeah, I guess I should see Hot Rod soon. Uh, former guest uh, Ed Ed Bauman uh, praises it to high heavens, and he loves Popstar as well. Uh, yeah, I need to see this. I need to see Hot Rod because I loved Popstar. This was a lot of fun. Uh, bravo, Andy Samberg. Uh, and maybe it doesn't hurt that I find him to be incredibly attractive. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, Popstar quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, the those Lonely Island guys, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Those, those kids are going places. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they had their hand in Hot Rod, which I, I think it's hilarious. They're, they had their hand in MacGruber. Yeah, I uh, love that one too. And now this pop star, and I, I, I saw this twice over the Thanksgiving holiday, um, and now I've seen it total like three, maybe four times. Yeah, I'm very happy I picked this up at Target. It was like ten bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, it, it's in my top ten. I, I don't see it coming out of my top ten. Uh, I, I love it. it it's it is great. It has so so many. I don't know. I I, I praised it. I think far enough. For, uh, my my final words on it for this year. But I'm sure I'll mention it by the end of the year too. But one would hope. Um, just just please see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go, check this thing out. It's terrific. I know it didn't. You know, light the box office on fire. No, it or, did not. Uh, it was a bomb. Which is the which is a trend for their movies, I guess. MacGruber, yeah, also bombed, but that has, that has since become a cult hit. Popstar is already becoming a cult hit. Uh, I mean, I, I know at least two other people who are going to put this in the top ten this year. Uh, Damn right, as of like today, and me included. So you're gonna people out there who are hesitant about watching Popstar, you're gonna hear it from us, okay? It's damn good. Yeah, you're gonna hear this. Until you see it, and then you're convinced, and then you you, you convince other people to see it. So. Yeah, if you if you if listeners have uh, Apple Music or Spotify or anything, listen to the soundtrack and yeah. the new Lonely Island album. If you even half like that that album, definitely watch the movie because it's that album in video form and it's wonderful. Yeah, and that album is my favorite of theirs. Uh, I, okay, all right, fair enough. I think no, wait, wait, my favorite. No, let me finish my thought. It's my favorite of theirs. I think since like their first album. Incredibad. Yeah, I think that is like their best. And then you know, since then it's it's been okay. I, I, like I really that. like. I'm a really big fan of Turtleneck and Chain. Yeah, that one I thought is fine, but this is, this I think is better than that for sure. Uh, and oh, they've done three so far, right? Uh, just four two? albums. Four? Oh my gosh! See, they had uh, Incredibad, Turtleneck and Chain, the Whack album, and then uh, Popstar. Yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of the Whack album. I say that it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But this, like, I have been listening. I've been listening, re-listening to the pop star soundtrack for like since since I saw the movie. It's that. Good. It's awesome. This was yeah. my soundtrack for the summer. <laughs> so yeah, really good. If you're a fan of Lonely Island, MacGruber, Hot Rod, all that great stuff, then you're gonna love pop star. Andy Samberg's beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> I will not go on record as saying that, but Matt will. 
I think I might be the only one who thinks that, but it's it's fine. I've never I've people never find him attractive. Knows. I don't know. Really? I, I good. Then I'm not alone. I, I I don't I actually don't know. I mean, I'm not lonely. <laughs> island. If I if I were to rank my 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 favorite good looking people, he's not on that list. I don't. Uh, he's not my type, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> who is my type? You may ask. Let's see. Michael Fassbender is pretty good looking. Oh, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's impressive. Uh, who else? I've I've seen Shame. <laughs> he's impressive. Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm. And you know who else I think is is attractive? Who? Chris Pine. Speaking of which, I finally caught up uh, with David McKenzie's Hell or High Water, a film that I know that you're not a big fan of. No. But but guess what? I loved it. Why? <laughs> I, I loved this uh, more than most things I've seen all year. Uh, it... It subverts your expectations. Uh, it has a really good story of you know these two uh, brother team of brother bank robbers and uh, Jeff Bridges uh, plays the Texas Ranger on their tail, and yeah, I just loved this thing. I loved the grit that it brought uh, to the genre. Um, ben Foster, he's whatever I guess. Uh, <laughs> he's fi- he's fine in this. I mean, he's played this character about eight billion times before, which. I guess that's his thing. That's what he does. Uh, but I've never seen Chris Pine like this before, and he truly impressed me here. Um, every once in a while, you'll have a movie star uh, like Chris Pine. You know, he's he's been in, like, big-budget blockbusters his entire career, basically, you know, with Star Trek and such. Uh, finally, knock it out of the park with a performance, and it just shows with the right material, uh, anyone can truly impress and truly shine. Uh, I feel that uh, Jeff Bridges gives one of the best... Um, supporting performances of the year uh i really liked his back and forth with uh gil birmingham who plays his partner uh in this i really like that duo i like the chemistry they had um this might get into spoiler territory but i really liked that it didn't end with a shootout i liked that it just ended with a nice conversation uh, maybe not a nice conversation, but a conversation nonetheless. And uh, I really would have been upset if, uh, as the credits rolled, uh, there were just corpses everywhere and there was a big gunfight, and that would have been upsetting to me. Uh, no, I really liked Hell or High Water. Uh, the score, oh shit, the, the music by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, um, they did another great job here. I mean, I, I on the regular, will listen to their score for uh, The Assassination of Jesse James. I just love that music, and uh, this has joined that as well. Good soundtrack here. A lot of good songs. Um, I really like uh, Towns Van Zant, and he appears on the soundtrack, which made me very happy. Uh, I guess that's like a Jeff Bridges thing, because one of his uh, covers of a Rolling Stones song is also in The Big Lebowski. I'm wondering if he had a a hand in the soundtrack uh, for this picture. Uh, I really liked uh, Hell or High Water. Uh, It impressed me. Uh, I went in with lowered expectations, thanks to you, and um, <laughs> surprising and and happily enough, they uh, exceeded those expectations. I, I really liked uh, like this one. So this is still the the one movie of the year that I do not understand why people love it so much. Uh, I just told you. I don't. I still don't. I just told you why I liked it. You say, and I don't want to get into an argument here because I I plan on revisiting the movie because I'm forced to at this point. It's like the entire world is is holding me at gunpoint. Give it another shot. Yeah, okay. And I will. I will. But you say it uh, doesn't. uh, 
it doesn't play into expectations. Is that is no? That because a movie like this, I usually expect it to end in a giant shootout. No, I, 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 but I I fully expected it to end like it ended. Like there, no, I didn't at all. Wow, there's nothing in it that surprised me. Maybe okay, maybe one moment, but still, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's it, it's a, this, it, it, it's a trope that I've seen before. It also has one of my favorite exchanges between characters all year in a film. So there's that. I don't know. I, I it's don't. the it's the scene where Jeff Bridges goes into the restaurant and interviews the waitress. Oh, I hate that. And she basically tells him off, and that is one of my favorite things in this in of the year Wait, uh, in any movie. Is that the one where, or, or or is that a different scene from the one where they're ordering something? No, totally different from when okay. they're ordering. I forgot. No, this is this is later on where he asks for the money. Uh, as evidence, and she's like, "Well, oh, you can go get a you okay, can go get a yeah. warrant because uh, that's my tip and half my mortgage and food for my children, uh, so you can get the hell out of here." And yeah. Jeff Bridges looks at her like, "Oh shit, okay, uh, good point." <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was a that was a. Uh, I I really like that exchange uh, in this film. It's one of it is it's one of my favorite things that I've seen in a movie all year. That's a good exchange. Okay, but no, I, I don't I don't know. I, I said it before, and I guess I'll say it again. Like, as a one aspect of it that I did not like was how it it painted. Everyone in Texas has a gun. Yeah, it, no, I don't. I, I choose not to believe that, Matt. It, it and it's cartoonish by the end. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but that sequence where <laughs> where a bunch of Texans are chasing, you know. These oh, that was ridiculous! It's it's ridiculous. It's it, ridiculous, but I went with it. I I, I, I was fully on board with the film at that uh, point, so nothing was really going to turn me off. And I re- I came into it uh, like before everybody jumped on it and said they loved it. Uh, I, I saw this movie at like its Texas premiere. And yeah, I, told, I, I, I I told the story where yeah, uh, <sighs> with the drunken Chris Pine. Yeah, <laughs> at the Q and A, which is his, wonderful. His performance during that Q and A. Smoking and drinking during like in the theater during the Q and A, that for me better than the movie. Um, I, I I came into it just say, just expecting you know nothing really, which is actually uh, the best way to come into a movie. Just open minded, just seeing what what the movie has to like, seeing what the movie has in store. So, and they gave and they gave us free drinks, and it was nice. And but no, it, it didn't impress and me. And I was, maybe watch it sober. I no. That's that, what I did. I wasn't that drunk. You, <laughs> usually when I have like two beers in me, I'm having a good time, okay? And I could judge a movie fairly. But I, I don't know what to say. It's it, it still confuses me, you know, seeing it then and not being impressed. And then, you know, two weeks later, everybody's Seeing everyone it. love it. Yeah, I it's, it's still odd to me. And yeah, I'll, I'll see it again. But let me ask you this, Matt. Yes? Has that ever happened to you? Where you see a movie that that you don't really care for, and then you're everybody else just is blown away by it. Has that happened? Yes. Yet? With what? Yeah. Give, give, give us an example. I think you know Inherent Vice. Oh, that one. <laughs> that that's a great uh, movie. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, we've been over this before, and the the thought of that film just makes me angry. But okay, sure. But that that is like divisive, though. I, I I've seen. You think? The, yeah, I've seen the back and forth on that. I've seen like zero back and forth on Hello High Water. Everybody is on the bandwagon with Hello High Water, except for like two you. people, except for me and another guy I know on Twitter. But that's it. <laughs> like, there's more of a division between uh, uh, people who love and hate. Uh, La La Land, okay, then Hell or High Water. Everybody yeah. loves Hell or High Water. 
Uh, I don't get it. I I don't get it. I I, I am lost here. Uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be nominated for best picture, which is something. Is I, it? Yeah, it is. It, it really. Yeah, this past week it got it got on the AFI uh, top ten. Oh, good. Then hopefully Jeff Bridges will be nominated for an Oscar yeah. because he's phenomenal in this. There's a good chance of that happening. I really loved him in this movie. And uh, hey, maybe there's a long shot that Chris Pine will get some attention. That would be nice because the, he's freaking great in this. The uh, the screenwriter will, will will get a nomination, I'm sure. Interesting. Uh, and maybe it's 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 gathering momentum. Uh, and, and this is our, our quick Oscar uh, 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 forecast, okay? Awards uh, talk. <laughs> I'm predicting it's going to get a Best Picture nomination. There's a there's a good chance of it getting a Best Director nomination, I think. Huh. I'm going to call that right now. Interesting. Uh, because, yeah, it, it, it's going to be one of those where... I mean, you're going to have, like, La La Land and... What else is big? Uh, Moonlight. I think those are sure yeah. things. And then like it's it's gonna be like for like best director maybe like the fifth you know uh, fifth slot will be you know Hello High Water it's like the fifth okay. slot choice huh. that's that that's what I'm what I'm uh, predicting anyway because yeah like I've said momentum is building people love this movie Matt they do and you included so yeah I really liked it <laughs> I'll I'll give it another shot and I'll report back that's uh, I'll make that promise speaking uh, of another movie I really liked yeah. uh, I saw Bloodfather. Oh, with Mel Gibson, right? Oh my god. Uh, This movie is just a quick uh, 80 minutes of badassery. And uh, I I said this on Letterboxd, but I'll say it now. I can kind of get down with this um, grizzled old uh, Mel Gibson in movies. Uh, Crazy bearded guy. Uh, just out there, you know, he's trying to protect his daughter in this. She got into some really dark, uh, dark stuff with the cartels, and now there are hitmen on her trail. And she goes to her dad, who she hasn't seen in years, to help her. And he basically does everything he can to protect her uh, from getting attacked. Uh, she, uh, Mel Gibson is amazing in this movie. I forgot how good he can be, probably because I haven't seen him on screen in a long, long time. Um, because, fun fact, he's kind of a terrible person in real life, and he's been in uh, Hollywood jail for quite some time, but he just had a movie come out, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, and he's uh, he had a film come out last year, Get the Gringo, which I hear is pretty good, uh, and The Bloodfather is awesome. Uh, it The action scenes are pretty cool. Uh, the supporting cast is awesome. I love Willie H. Macy in this. Uh, he plays uh, Mel Gibson's sponsor because he's a recovering alcoholic, and anytime uh, Mel Gibson gets into some bad shit. He calls up Willie H. Macy for advice, <laughs> uh, which is which is awesome. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I need I, I need help here. Uh, we're, we're in some deep shit." And Will H. Macy's like, uh, "Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. This is a bad thing. Come on home." Uh, so yeah, no, uh, Mel Gibson's awesome in this. I like the action. Uh, it's just a quick uh, quick ride uh, through the desert uh, with uh, Mel Gibson and daughter riding a chopper. And it's uh, pretty cool. And Michael Parks has a pretty good uh, cameo in this as well. Uh, he's he's awesome as usual. Uh, yeah, Bloodfather. If you can find this, if uh, I think it's streaming, uh, it might be on Amazon. Uh, I picked up the Blu-ray at Target uh, for like fifteen bucks. Uh, well worth the time and money. Uh, definitely check out the Bloodfather because oh boy, uh, you're in for a treat. Interesting. 
Well, yeah, it, I, did, I didn't expect much from this at all, uh, mostly because I was done with you know Mel Gibson. Uh, but I heard this was recommended by to me by a few friends, and yeah, I'm glad I gave it a shot. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah, uh, this is one of those, I, and I'll, I'll take your adage uh, to, to task. Not 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 to task. I, uh, I'll take your advice on uh, something. What am I saying? I'm going to wait for Netflix. Is what I'm saying. Like okay, say. yeah, yeah. No, this will be, this will be on Netflix soon. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm or on Amazon. I'm surprised it's not already on Netflix. To be yeah, honest, it's yeah. it's it's really awesome though. I, I think you'll dig it. Okay, I give it a shot. I have to see Hacksaw Ridge though first. That's that's another one that it doesn't have as, as good of a chance as Hello High Water to make Best yeah. Picture, but uh, I think it it people seem to love it. So I have to see. Yeah, it. but definitely Bloodfather. Holy crap, Bloodfather! It's brutal. <laughs> Speaking of brutal, yes, our last film of the evening. Make me cry. Yeah, this this <laughs> this this one will do. Uh, this okay, will will we'll make you shed tears. Man- oh boy, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, I hear this is really sad. Kenneth Longergan's latest. He did Margaret, uh, which I have not seen yet. I need to. Neither see have it. I, but it's on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you have it on Blu-ray? Uh, yes. I think that Blu-ray is out of print. Except uh, the version I want to watch is only on DVD. Uh, I've um. been told to just watch the director's cut. Uh, the Blu-ray comes with the uh, theatrical cut on Blu-ray and then the director's cut on DVD. So I will be watching it on DVD. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, apparently, no, I think this is fact. They recently uploaded uh, the HD version of the, the of the theatrical. No, sorry, the director's cut on Amazon. So Oh, fantastic. If okay. anybody's interested in that, they can rent it on Amazon in HD. Because I hear the director's cut is the way to go. Yeah, that's what everyone tells me. Yeah. But Manchester by the Sea, hey, what a oh, move. Um, Casey Affleck. Uh, a friend of mine saw this, and he described it as a perfect representation of life passing you by. Uh, yeah, you could you could say that. Okay. Because oh, Casey Affleck. Um, for me, this is a representation of a certain type of grief that mm-hmm. not many people are are, are experienced to. Um, and it's Casey Affleck is the one going through all this. Okay. Oh boy. I'm not going to reveal everything because a lot of it was a surprise to me uh, during the movie. Just how much he has gone through, Casey Affleck's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the main thrust of the movie is his brother uh, passes away, and um, his his nephew uh, comes to live with him because in his brother's will, his brother made him uh, guardian. Okay, uh, much to Casey Affleck's surprise. He probably saw that will and was like, "Ah, oh, gee, thanks." Yeah, yeah, thanks, uh, guy. So, so Casey Affleck and his nephew have to live together and basically learn to basically learn to tolerate each other. Basically, right? yeah, and go through the grief of 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 a brother of a father uh, uh, passing away. And yeah, it, it 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 that that's just the start, Matt. Okay. <laughs> A, oh boy! Through a series of flashbacks, you, you find out more and more about Casey Affleck's character, and it just again what he's gone through. It's 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 a, it it's not something a lot of people have gone through, and I think Casey Affleck delivers one of the best performances of the year. Nice like, he, he, uh, for sure. He's going to get them, you know, an Oscar nomination, probably win. Uh, oh wow! Okay, because his character is so unique, and his performance is 
it, it, it's a low key performance, but he does so much in the King Sad Boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. They, I don't think there's like maybe two seconds of him smiling throughout the whole thing. Maybe. Oh Jesus! No, I'm just I'm just kidding. There's there's more, but man, it, it, it's a heavy movie. One one thing I, I like though is like there are moments in it where it's not like 100 percent heavy. Um, the good. The, this is what I like, uh, and I I. I I wish that more movies would do this, because like when when there's grief, there's always like moments of levity uh, mm-hmm. that that come with it. You know, sometimes unexpected. Sometimes you kind of have to do that when when b- being presented with so much grief. And I think this movie captures that pretty perfectly. Um, it, it, some of it is lighthearted, in, so it can't be all doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah. In spite of you know, yeah, all this happening, and also the movie co-stars Cal Chandler. As, okay. as the brother, he's he's seen the flashbacks. Oh Jesus! It's okay. very good. Uh, and also uh, Michelle Williams as Casey Affleck's ex-wife. Oh, fantastic! I like her. And man, uh, for the brief time she's in the movie, she—I uh, mean, she's always like been, next level, right? Yeah, she's always <laughs> been one of my favorites, and she proves it here again. Uh, she has maybe one, no, two full scenes with her in it, and woof. The, the, her Something last, else, huh? Yeah, her last scene in, in in the movie is is like mind boggling. Um, I will say it, it does. It's not perfect for me. Manchester by the Sea. Um, there's one scene in it that I hate, which is, okay. which is odd. I cannot describe it because that would be spoiling things. But you just really hate that one scene. Just one scene didn't work for me. Um, huh. I, I can't get into it. But I, it's it uh, it. it I don't know. Yeah, I can't get into it. Just, just uh, a character's motivation. There's like a confession in there. And okay. I'm like, and I'm like, why would that character confess it to this character? <laughs> why, why would you do this? Yeah, like that just changes like a dynamic between them and my view of one certain character that I did, I did not like. So, you know, one scene, one scene, aside, one scene aside, this is this is in my top ten. Uh, nice. It, it it it's been a good month, Matt. I mean, uh, that's the most wonderful time of the yeah, year. Come seeing, on, seeing these movies and and them jumping into my top ten. But yeah, I uh, it's it's weird for me to say I loved it, but yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, our yeah our top tens from a month ago are going to be v- widely different. Uh, yeah, uh, for each of us uh, by the end of the year. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's crazy because because fun fact, this is the time of the year when Hollywood releases all the good movies. Oh yeah, um, I mean, just on the horizon. Uh, I think we're seeing Jackie. Uh, you're you're going to finally rewatch The Handmaiden, which is good. Oh my god! Uh, what else is on the horizon? Oh, of course, we haven't seen La La Land yet, even though no, very excited for that because a, uh, a large. I listened to the soundtrack the other day, and oh boy, those songs put a gigantic smile on my face, and I cannot wait. Yeah, uh, like we're, we're, it seems like we're going to be the last ones on film. Twitter I think it. I it. think it'll be my. Um, Number one favorite uh, Emma Stone uh, musical performance of the year. <laughs> Number two being Pop Star. Number two being her turn in Pop Star uh, singing "Turn Up the Beef." <laughs> I think she's going to make it uh, in two of my top tens. I mean, nice. two, she's going to make it in two movies in my top ten. That's what I'm saying. That's terrific. Yeah, but uh, it, uh, yeah, I hope I don't hate La uh, La La Land. I hope that I don't happen. think I will because I I don't know from what I've heard. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure I'll I like it. musicals. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Manchester <laughs> by the Sea. Don't don't be turned away by this. It's not 100 percent grief. Like I said, there's some levity in it. It's real. 
Um, and yeah, I uh, Casey Affleck, without a doubt, one of the best. Uh, nice. One, uh, I don't want to bring this up, but I I kind of I kind of want to because it's something people aren't talking about, which I find okay. kind of upsetting. And I, I don't know how you'll take this, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should even mention it. It's just something that bothers me. Okay. Um, uh, but there are like these allegations. Uh, oh, I've read about ben this. Affleck, like, sorry, concerning Casey Affleck, not Ben. I mean, I'm sure Ben's a nice guy, but apparently Casey Affleck was a big douchebag. Uh, kind of, maybe even more than douchebag on the set of that documentary yeah. he did with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I heard about this. Yes. And that has not been that has not been getting a lot of press. I've seen like one big article on it, and just wait till Oscar season heats yeah. up. It'll make all the press. Yeah, we'll see. But it it's it's not funny. It's just interesting how that hasn't really popped up as much as say Nate Parker's. You know, uh, uh, his douchebaggery has been brought up. Uh, but hey, it's I don't know. It's it's Hollywood, man. But. Yeah, uh, I guess that's a, that's a sneak preview. If if Casey Affleck's backstory on like uh, him being real bad guy uh, comes up, you'll you'll know where you heard it first, folks. Here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, you know, all that aside, I guess my main point is he's great in the movie. He may he may not be the best guy in real life, but in the movie, he delivers one of the best performances. So there I have go. to see this. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it so much. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Has plenty of Boston accents, so I'm sure. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, you, you living up northeast, Matt. I'm sure you'll 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 love it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how north north northeasterners treat each other, Matt. I mean, you from New Jersey, you you, you must look kindly on Bostonites, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and on that note, Matt. Hey, I think we've reached the end. I think we have. That was a. I think we did okay, right? It was a hearty episode, a hearty sandwich. Yeah, uh, we we filled up the this two hour slots with enough talk. Yes. Uh, and next week, folks, don't worry, we'll have a guest to yes to lighten the load. Lighten the load. Um, so, with all that being said, plugs, Matt. Hey, where are the folks listening? Find you online. As usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC. You can find me on Letterboxd under the same name uh, to make sure I'm not lying about what films I've seen. And you can see my, uh, you can also read my reviews and uh, editorial pieces over on TalkFilmSociety.com, where I'm the managing editor. Uh, go on, check it out. Uh, I'm really proud of what we're doing over there. <laughs> yes. And my plugs, I'm just going to piggyback on what Matt said and say yes, check out TalkFilmSociety.com. Some great work. Or else. Or, <laughs> or else. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, when it comes out, if you're listening to it when it comes out, we're in the middle of Star Wars week at TalkFilmSociety.com. Uh, a lot of great articles uh, on Star Wars. Uh, interviews, whatnot. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, so I can't wait for everybody to read all that. All that good stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's it for me. We, we it' gonna it, it gonna be good. Yeah, we we have podcasts. We have uh, a website. That's pretty much it. Talkfilmsociety yeah. dot com. That's talkfilmsociety.com. Catch it. <laughs> catch it. Much like VD. Catch it. Ew, no. <laughs> the, ours is a more friendly type of VD, right? Yes. <laughs> it only stings a little. And on that note, Matt, it's been a great time. 
Always. Uh, now it's time for our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, come to think of it, I gotta go. Hey, hey it's your day to say you're welcome. Because I'm gonna need that boat. I'm sailing away, away, you're welcome. Because now we can do everything but float. Thank you!